Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Prize Picks has no sharks optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy-to-use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Of the Big Spur, he joins the show. JC, what's going on, my friend? From Studio South, by the way. 
I might add. What's yeah. up, man? Great to chat with you. Not much. Good to be back uh, in Columbia. Uh, it's uh, hot, obviously, here. But uh, uh, with the way the uh, the living uh, situation's uh, coordinated now, I get to stand up and uh, do this thing on the show and uh, with you and any other guest appearance I have. So uh, it, it kind of gives me a little more energy. Uh, so hopefully I'll, I'll bring a little more uh, to the table with these segments um, while I'm in Studio South. But, uh, yeah, things are really good. Got into town this morning. Uh, certainly thrilled to be back. And then certainly uh, uh, you can feel the humidity outside, but also some excitement because Gamecock football is right around the corner. And, J.C., let me say this as well. You always bring the heat, my friend, and you are right. It's been a bit of a scorcher the last – this has been one of the hotter Augusts I can recall. This really, truly feels like the, the quote-unquote dog days of August. And I know those guys going through fall camp, they're feeling it, they're dealing with it. I was actually listening to another show. They were talking about Alabama fall camp and receivers are dropping passes. They're like, dude, it's 100 degrees everywhere. Hands are sweaty everybody's wide receivers look bad right now, but it's uh, hopefully in a couple of weeks we're cooling off. We're getting into football weather. And let's talk a little bit football, JC. We'll get into the scrimmage stuff in a second. But the AP Top 25 drop, just wanted to get your thoughts. South Carolina just on the outside looking in. They received 73 votes. Their week one opponent, North Carolina, ranked 21st. And the Gamecocks, as of right now, will face five preseason AP Top 25 teams. Your overall thoughts, I, I wasn't totally stunned, J.C., that South Carolina was on the outside looking in. I thought they could maybe sneak in at 24 or 25. But your overall reaction to the AP Top 25 that dropped yesterday? Well, I mean, I, you know, South Carolina, I, I could make a case for the Gamecocks over a lot of the teams that are listed. Uh, don't get me when you do comparisons team to team. Um, but – would I say generally, uh, you know, South Carolina is definitely a lock to be a top 25 team in general without doing the work? No, uh, probably not. Which shows me these guys don't do the work. I mean, they just kind of – I think they're very attracted to brand. I think in the case of North Carolina, they, they're they looking at the Drake May draft hype. Uh, they're not looking at the fact that, you know, North Carolina lost how many games in a row to end last year? Didn't look really good doing it. Drake May didn't look really good doing it. Uh, I don't know. Did, did they rank North Carolina when Mitch Trubisky was getting all the draft draft time? I don't, I'm not sure. But uh, Iowa, is Iowa going to be able to cross the 50 this year? <laughs> you tell me. I, I don't know. How, you know. how about Texas A&M at 23 who went 5-7? and seven. Loaded with talent, but went 5-7. and seven. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I think their win over LSU sort of – the fact they lost close game. Is Miami in the top 25, by the way? I do not believe so. I know Oklahoma's at 20. That's the other one that yeah. kind of surprised me a little bit. That that one yeah. surprised my, me a little bit. Miami would be an absolute joke because they they not only got went five and seven, they got blasted. They get at least was halfway competitive on the scoreboard. But yeah, Miami yeah, is not uh, listed. Miami is uh, not listed. how much mileage are they really getting with you know the win over Oklahoma State? I think they're 91 and 19 in Bedlam all time and a close loss to FSU, you know. Uh, Notre Dame's ranked really high. They always are. People say that. I, I think Sam Hartman, though, is a – I mean, Sam Hartman's a more proven quarterback than Drake May, guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're in the same league for how many – you know, I mean, I, I, Drake probably has more upside, but I, I get I get why Notre Dame's kind of high. But 
I, I, I don't know, man. It, it's like we were talking to Mike Morgan today on, on our show just now during the Power Hour segment, Chris. And once you get past four or five, there's no difference. Shake them up in a box. And these days, I think probably subconsciously because of the expansion talk, brand matters. I think I think there's certain people out there, too, that don't like the SEC. Uh, I mean, you can you can tell by certain I'm sure they're AP voters, but they're national guys. They're they're constant tweets, uh, taking shots at the league. You can tell they don't like them. Um, you know, so they're they're not going to sit there and 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 vote them in. I mean, it's the same reason that a few years back you had uh, Clemson claiming that they won. Oh, we beat we beat three top fifteen opponents. Well, who? Well, NC State, Wake Forest, and Syracuse. Yeah, those teams have really good records, right? They were nine and three ish, eight and four ish, and maybe Auburn was seven and five ish. But Auburn would have beaten the brakes off any of those teams, you know. Auburn's not ranked as high, so uh, you know that that kind of. I, I think you got a lot of that with the AP poll and stuff, and and I'm not I'm not saying anything, you know, because South Carolina's not ranked. It did not disappoint me. It did not surprise me. I really don't care. Uh, but looking at some of the other teams, I'm like, well, you know, how, how did this team get left out and then this team's in there? And I just don't think a lot of people do their homework uh, with it. And I think it'd be easier if you just let a computer pick the preseason poll <laughs> and, uh, and, and leave the human screw-ups for the playoff committee, right? Yeah, you are right. The AP poll, the preseason top 25. What does it all really mean? Because half those teams in the top 10, it seems like year after year, finish unranked anyway. So yeah. I'm sure with this crazy it, year of college football upcoming, I think we'll probably get – It means you and I have content, man. That means we don't want to sit there and talk about the, the, the reserve left tackle or whatever, you know. Yes, yes. But we're going to do that anyways, JC. No, of course. <laughs> uh, looking – so we're getting to the point of fall camp, JC, where obviously the Gamecocks – Scrimmage once on Saturday. They'll scrimmage again this weekend. That one will be at 7 o'clock at Willie B. Uh, Shane Beamer will next speak to the media, I believe it is, this time next Tuesday. Uh, I think 1.30, his afternoon press conference then. Either way, let, let's go to the scrimmage on Saturday. Things that came out of that, of course, Shane Beamer speaking to the media. And as is this time of year, JC, I mean, the, the rumor mill and things start to leak. and get Nothing's a secret, right? Like, like nothing's a secret. I, I don't care how hard you try to keep it so. Nothing's a secret. How much of a story do you think this Juice Wells thing is? Because I, I know Shane Beamer, he seemed, you know, fired up, a little bit on edge. He seemed midseason form, you know, typical Shane Beamer we all know and love. Hey, injuries happen. It's it's not DEFCON 3. This is football guys back. I don't think fans, though, were in the wrong for worrying about the status of probably the best football player on this entire roster one of the most important football players. I mean, a key piece of the offense. You know, so there's been – and then, of course, Juice Wells puts out a tweet yesterday. I'm, I'm not good. I'm great. How worried should fans be? How much of a story do you think this actually is? I mean, it's something that we're going to be paying attention to over the next couple of weeks. But, like, how do you evaluate this situation with Juice Wells overall? Like, I agree with, like, everybody on this. <laughs> I, I agree with Shane. It's not – the end of the world um and it never is you know uh, with one guy no matter how good that guy is uh especially the position like receiver where you, you've got other guys uh, i also don't blame the fans one bit for panicking at the least little bit of uh 
injury. And, and, and that's what happens. I, 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 look, I, Bieber is not special when it comes to injury disclosures. Okay. He's not unique. He's not one of a kind. He's not a trickster. You know, I, I think everybody got used to Steve Spurrier and his just brutal honesty and open practices and all that. And then Muschamp comes in here and shuts it down. And injuries under Muschamp were always an adventure because everybody was used to getting told, you know, what what it was. And say, but, but he is like, no, nah, those are state secrets, right? <laughs> I'll never forget in 2020, poor Xavier Leggett. I thought he had just been benched, and and we hadn't seen him since since uh, Vanderbilt. <laughs> and Mike Bobo gets the job, and then somebody, somebody finally asked about him, right? What about Xavier Leggett? Oh, Xavier's a really good player. We really like him a whole lot. Um, unfortunately, he had a season-ending injury against Vanderbilt, and he's out for the year. <laughs> so he doesn't suck. Oh, good. You know, uh, you know, and, and of course he doesn't. But uh, and as I think people have a little PTSD for that. But Beamer's going to do what he feels is in the best interest of his program as far as divulging uh, that information. And, and I don't blame him because every single college coach does the same. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Now, it doesn't work strategically. I don't know. I sort of wish they'd go to like an NFL system where it's like out, probable, questionable, probable, you know, at least give people an idea. So, um, so I, I kind of, I agree with him. Scott. I agree with fans worried that, Hey, it's going to be worse because, you know, there's been some injury situations in the past that have lingered, you know, especially with really good players. Um, going all the way back, Chris, to like, gosh, when was it? Oh, four. When Demetrius Summers had a high ankle sprain, he suffered against Georgia and just wasn't really the same mm-hmm. the whole year. So that's um, going on about 20 years. <laughs> so uh, th- these fans have been through that before. So I don't, I don't blame them. Number two, when you start winning and you have the moment South Carolina did last year, expectations get a little bit higher, right? And so South Carolina still not there where they could just roll out another All-American at receiver. This, this is not Alabama circa 2020. This is not LSU circa 2019. And so you're like, ah, you know, that, that that's such a big time piece of the puzzle. And the expectations are high. People get, they freak out a little bit more because, well, wait a minute. Should, should we adjust our loftier expectations? You know, we're, oh, wait a minute. We're, we've been looking forward to this year all since the end of last year, you know. And so I think that's uh, that has a little bit to do with it, too. And then finally, people don't need to tweet. <laughs> they don't need to tweet at recruits. They certainly don't need to tweet things like hearing bad things about practice. The opener is going to be way more interesting than we thought. I mean, I'm like, well, number one, you're you're not in the top 25 when your opponent is. You're an underdog. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's gonna be more, more interesting. Yeah, you, you probably having your best player out could probably mean you lose instead of win. So uh, people don't need to tweet things like that, you know. And I, and I know somebody's buddy from over at practice called somebody, and they didn't have all the details. Oh my god, you know, blah blah blah. And somebody runs the Twitter, and that's that's fine because uh, I understand it's a very passionate fan base. You're not gonna you're not gonna plug those leaks. I would just say that you're not doing the program any favors if, if, if you don't have all the information. Like, like I would have rather them just come out and said, all right, Juice has this specific injury. He's expected to be back by then. But this type of injury lingers. And so more realistically, is like then, period. Do it like a report. Hmm. And everybody has the facts. And, yeah, people are going to be pissed because you leaked it. But at least the facts are out there. But did this whole, oh, my God, you know, that's what causes because people have imaginations. Right? Mm. And so so that's the take on that. So, I, you know, all right, so here's what I think. I think juice. I think there's probably more better than 50 percent chance he plays against North Carolina. I think, though, and, and this is going to sound weird, Chris, if he does not play against the Tar Heels, I don't expect it back until Georgia. Because that would have meant the, the injury was serious enough to hold him out against the heels. You don't want to re-aggravate it against Furman, who you should probably beat. Uh, and they probably week three. Um, Trey Knox was the other injury people talked about. Obviously, he's back in practice this week. I think he'll be fine. The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate the game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. The Spurs Up show is also brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. We've all been there. It's the last minute. You're stressed. You're looking for tickets, whether it be 
for the Gamecocks, a concert, a comedy club event, or whatever the event may be. But you're hunting down the best price. You're comparing with other buyers. You don't know exactly where you're sitting, what you're getting. And the apps are just overwhelming and confusing, just adding to your stress level. Guys, look no further to rid yourself of those problems that are friends over at game time. Buying tickets to your favorite events, it shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll have. Guys, I've been there myself, right? You go to these apps where I'm looking with family. You're trying to get a bunch of tickets in one section. And what I hate is the pricing is not true to the number that you see or wherever you're sitting, it's not quite the view that you expected. Again, all those things are gone with our friends at game time, and they make it so easy and convenient for the end consumer. They have things like flash deals with last-minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. They have image of seat views, which is so useful, especially if, let's say, you're going on a road trip for the Gamecocks, you're going to a new stadium, and you want to see exactly what that view is going to be like when you get there. And also, guys, maybe most importantly, they have the lowest price guaranteed event cancellation protection as well as job loss protection and more. Guys, GameTime.co is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more, and the game time guarantee, it means that you're always going to have the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So, guys, think about that. If you're shopping around, you're comparing, game time guarantees you'll pay less. And if you don't, they'll reimburse you. Guys, it's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You get images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive and you buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps and you're set. It's a very easy to use app. As I said before, I have used it myself. Tickets are sent directly to your phone. So you never have to dig through your email, snag the tickets without the stress with game time over at GameTime.co, or download the game time app, create an account and use promo code spurs up for $20 off your first purchase terms apply again, create an account, and redeem code spurs up. That's SP or SUP at gametime.co or on the GameTime app for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Now, JC, spinning this into a positive, I know that you guys, <clears throat> excuse me, talked about it on you, uh, your show earlier today, the, uh, you know, inside the Gamecocks this morning. The development of the wide receiver position with Juice Wells out, because we know for a fact he's not practicing this week. Can you talk about maybe some other guys? I know Xavier Leggett, they've mentioned multiple times, had a great summer. Nick Harbour continuing to come along at that position. Amarian Brown was a name that Shane Beamer dropped. Are there other guys you're hearing about? Omega Blake also we're hearing is having a good fall camp. Are there other guys that maybe, you know, spinning this into a positive that because of Juice Wells' absence are able to, take advantage of the opportunity and guys you're hearing are, you know, flourishing in fall camp with maybe more reps and more opportunities. 
Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I think Xavier Leggett, it, it's kind of been established since the, the bowl game, and then uh, you often hear about players having great off-seasons, and Xavier has had a great off-season. I don't – you know, Chris, a guy has a really good summer in the weight room and working out. It, it doesn't always translate. Uh, but I've always thought Xavier had, like, a little bit of rarity because he's so big and he's fast. I mean, he's the kickoff return against A&M will show you that. And I think he can carry the ball from scrimmage pretty well, too. So he's he's got a lot of, like, uh, a lot of traits you really look for. I think he's got good hands. I think he can, uh, uh, toward the end of last year, he started making, like, one tough catch a game, <laughs> you know, and and all that. And so he can go up and get the tough one. Um, so I, I, think, I think he's going to have a good season. Now, how good is good? Is it going to be seven catch? two touchdown a game good, uh, or is it going to be, you know, like, you know, Jalen Brooks and Josh Van good? Because uh, I, I think one of the most understated points of the offseason is re- replacing those two guys because they were – whereas Juice was the number one target, you know, Jalen Brooks and Josh Van made a lot of plays those last two mm-hmm. games. Um, so is that the deal? Amari and Brown, I know I harp on this, it may come down to player usage with this guy because I never understood why in the world they didn't just drop back and chuck him one deep because, like, most of his record-setting touchdowns at Georgia Tech as a true freshman were on go routes, you know? I mean, he, he's a littler guy. Sure, he may get jammed at the line of scrimmage, but if he runs by the DB, it's a touchdown. So, And they only did that a couple of times. They did it against uh, Arkansas where <laughs> apparently they tried a lot of things that they did, just did never went back to until – Tennessee, but uh, he looks pretty good. You know, I, I saw some tape from him. It was kind of one of some of the public tape they had put out. Looks like he's gotten a little thicker. Uh, with his speed, he can do some damage. Um, you know, so Leggett and Brown. I think Eddie Lewis from Memphis, who was, you know, his stats aren't going to blow you away, Chris, but he was productive last year and also productive with big plays in the return game. Fast kid, New York City kid, kind of got a little mojo to him. Elijah Caldwell, as a freshman, really has looked good. Um, you know, I could start a rumor and say Luke Doty, right? Just kidding. <laughs> uh, I tried to do that earlier. Uh, Omega Blake, I have heard good things about. So, uh, and, and then, I, you know, I, I, I almost hate that Kelton Henderson uh, has been injured because Kelton was a guy coming in that a couple of my contacts told me, like, that guy could do some things that, a lot of our guys can't. Uh, of course, he's 160, smaller guy, but, you know, I was curious to see him uh, as well. So I, I think, you know, and then, and then he, you know, you, you throw the ball at tight ends too. Josh Simon, uh, I think, is going to be really good. Trey Knox is going to be really good. Uh, we'll see about the rest. Connor Cox is a name that keeps coming up uh, in my conversations and all. So we'll see what happens. But, uh, I, you know, th- those are the guys that, you hear about it. It would almost – I would have liked in a perfect world for Carolina to have like maybe one more, you know, stud guy that you that you knew was a proven stud. Mm-hmm. Um, but, hey, they got uh, Eddie Lewis out of the portal. Maybe he is a stud, you know. Uh, certainly has his moments. So we'll see what happens. JC, other than that, you know, Shane Beamer mentioned offensive line play, guys shuffling in and out, relying on youngsters. He also talks Spencer Rattler, his growth as a leader. 
Um, you know, I, I think it's interesting, you know, talking about like the turnovers because fall camp is is so tough to to judge. It, same same way with a spring game, right? Because it's like, you know, okay, we've decreased the turnovers, but that means the defense is forcing less. But if they start getting a lot, well, the offense is turning it over a lot. So it's like, you know, is it good? Is it bad? Is it in between? Anything else you heard from Saturday's scrimmage specifically that you thought was notable information, something that jumped out to you, or, or just a main takeaway that you think is is sort of a focus point for you going throughout the rest of fall camp? I'll tell you this. I've, I've, gosh, how many fall camps have I South Carolina <laughs> since I started the Big Spurs? 17? I always want it, it used to be it used to be concerning, Chris, during the Spurrier era. Everybody thought fun and gun. Here we go. First scrimmage would happen, Spurrier would look distraught. Like somebody stole his, his bucket of chicken or Miller Light or or, <laughs> or, or the you know, seven up can full of vodka or whatever liquor he had in there or whatever. Uh somebody stole his golf clubs, whatever. Gosh, you know, the defense. Give credit to the defense. Give credit to the defense. Give, give credit to the defense. All right. So that, and they were disasters. I mean, half of them were open and they were open disasters. Mm. They couldn't get a playoff. And then, you know, next scrimmage, he'd close it up. And you'd hear, oh, they went up and down the field today, you know. And then by the time the season kicked off, uh, if it wasn't, one of those early years where they tried to figure out their offensive line combo and couldn't figure it out till later. I mean, the offense was always fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the So through the years, I've always looked for, and even even like the good Carolina teams, like the Connor Shaw teams and stuff, defense was always ahead of offense. The only two years the defense has not been ahead of the offense where you heard from every scrimmage, offense went up and down the field. 2014 and 2020. Now, 2014 was a pretty good offense. 2020, not so much. <laughs> Both those defenses were atrocious, atrocious. And so I always feel better because I've seen the offense struggle against the defense early and be okay. But when the defense is struggling in fall camp, you have serious issues. Like you have serious, serious issues. Um, unless you go back to like the, the 96 Gators when. Spurs offense got the best of stoops, and he just looked. He's like, "Don't worry, Bobby. You're not going to play anybody as good as us." <laughs> so anyway, that that's my at South Carolina the rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. No matter how frustrating it is, no matter how everybody wants to see the scoreboard lit up, you don't want that. You want the defense to be ahead of the. You want the offense to look sort of like a dumpster fire because the defense is ready to get after it and so disruptive in that first scrimmage. Now if things don't change. That's different. But uh, I'm pretty sure they will. Um, and uh, a nice, normal back and forth uh, usually means pretty good season around here. So good to hear, then. The defense is ahead of the offense. Let's, let's move, J.C., as South Carolina continues preparations. Obviously, you know, this weekend, I know, I know you probably won't be there, obviously, but things that you're hoping to hear from Coach Beamer after Saturday's scrimmage? I mean, I, I know he doesn't speak until it's closed up. There's no media availability. Mm-hmm. He'll speak next Tuesday. I mean, I would imagine kind of finalizing who you are as a football team should be priority number one, right? Because you're about to start preparation for for UNC and really getting your game planning for this season. Saturday feels like a really important scrimmage for this football team. Yeah, and I think one of the reasons there's no media availability is – they, they've got to get together and figure out who they're going to coach. And, and so a lot of people don't realize this, Chris. Like, 
when Jake Bentley took over as the starting quarterback against UMass in 2016, for example, yeah, he played pretty well. They won. He had only practiced like five times since the season had started with the with the quote unquote varsity, like the starters and all that. He's on scout team. Um, and that's what you do. You divide your roster up and you assign a bunch of people. And scout team goes away and they're scout team. They work on the other team all week. Now they, they dress out and they'll get in games sometimes and stuff like that. And then they have, uh, I think, in the Sunday night practices, they practice those guys uh, rep-wise, like with a normal normal bunch and scrimmage a little bit. So that, that's what's happening right now. It's, it's not a cut like an NFL roster, but it's a, hey, Here's the guys. Here are the guys we're going to want to coach and, and get ready. And give the reps to in practice, and here are the scout team guys. So there's a lot of. It's almost like a final cut in the NFL. They, they got to discuss all that, and so and that's important. And, and it comes quickly, and it happens after two scrimmages. Um, and so that that's what's going on there. I, I, I would like to see the offense kind of rebound. I'd like to hear some good things about the run game um, with the running backs, frankly. Uh, but, I, but I also would like to hear more about some individuals on defense. Um, I, I want to continue to hear good things about uh, Jaysish gear. Jaysish gear? Jason, that's hard to say. Uh, JT. Beamer called him JT, so I think I'm going to call him JT. JT Jeer, uh, the transfer from Syracuse, and also Jordan Strong. Uh, I think if Carolina can get those two rolling and have two really good defensive ends and some depth there, that could make a difference. Um, curious to see how Pup Howard plays uh, coming back from injury uh, and all that, uh, you know, with the linebacker position. And so, uh, you know, I, I my guess is right now on August 15th that South Carolina's defense is going to surpass expectations early, going to surprise some people. Uh, Cole Cubelli said something like that the other day. They're like, yeah, people just – they go Rattler and Juice and these guys, and they kind of just swipe left on the defense. But they got some good players. I mean, and if you think about it, Chris, if, if O'Donnell Fortune and Marcella Style play like they're capable of, David Spalding returns to the nickel position. He's obviously a playmaker when he's healthy. You got two of the best safeties in the country. If Clayton White's comments on the linebackers were correct, I have no reason to believe they're not. And you find two ends and get some depth, and you got Travian Robertson. And his method of coaching, which you're familiar with, coaching up the D tackles this year, a lot of movement, versatility. Yeah, South Carolina could be pretty a lot better on defense than people maybe want to say they're going to be this year. And they're going to need him, JC, because obviously you look at that first half of the schedule, and I'll get your thoughts on that because we talked about that a little bit yesterday, just about that slow starts have somewhat haunted South Carolina over the last couple of years, specifically in the Shane Beamer era. D do you think there's something to that? Or is it, you know, you're looking too much into it and it just kind of happens by chance that you get out of the gate sluggish? Because you look at last year specifically, JC, I mean, Georgia State was ugly. You know, Arkansas, you got pushed around. We all know what happened against Georgia. Even Charlotte and SC State, like those games were really sloppy. Do you think there's, again, is that just kind of a one-off or is there something that goes into that you think that, like, they need to focus on this or this needs to be better for South Carolina to get off to a fast start because they cannot afford that slow start again. I mean, there's, you know, you've got Furman week two, but outside of that, it's four really high-quality opponents you're taking on in those first five games and the Florida Gators, your sixth game. So that first half of the schedule, it just you can't afford a slow start this season. Man, we all could be sitting here like, Really, really sad 
you know, <laughs> it's after six games. I mean, if you think about it, that's that's life in the SEC, though. I mean, that that's just that's. Just I mean, JC, to your point, last but, year Carolina started four and two, and it was the most like empty feeling four and two ever. You know what I mean? Like, like the Kentucky win was nice, but you were like. We're four and two, and we have not played a game worth a crap yet. Like, like it doesn't, or like, especially when you were three and two going into Kentucky, you were like, you, we've beaten Georgia State, Charlotte, and SC State, and we haven't played all that well. And we are more than a third through the season. Like, you know what I mean? So, My, I, as, as everybody watched that line for the Kentucky game come down yeah. and down and down, they realized Levis wasn't playing. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, I, 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 my, my, opinion is that the defense will be better. And I, and obviously d- defenses early in the season tend to be ahead of offenses anyway. And, and I think the, I'm not guaranteeing uh, 2019 LSU here, but I think a lot of the issues with the offense that you saw early in both years, it's going to be fixed. Uh, has, has, has our, let, let's just put it this way. It's already been fixed. Um, like I said, not you know, play calling, offensive coordinator, whatever. That does not mean they're going to go out there and, and put up 500 yards and score 40 points. That means some of the the crap that you saw, like the the, the glacial paces, the the uh, lack of personnel use, the uh, you know the, the reinventing the wheel every week. The, the one guy, you know, Juice Wells catching what. Nine for one ninety against Arkansas, not getting a target the next week. You're not going to see any of that. That doesn't always mean results, but it's going to make more sense, you know. And, and I think when you're trying to deal with that kind of, when you're an offense, it's it's hard to even, you know, chalk it up to well, that's the first game we're going to get better each game because you're really going out there trying to do something completely different and foreign to you each single every single game. Uh, I don't think it's going to be the case this year. So I think if they do start slow, obviously everybody's going to go off on Dowell Loggins. <laughs> Poor guy. But I think, I think this year, you'll, if they do start slow, you'll see consistent um, improvement. As long as the offensive line just isn't like kind of like Kentucky's last year, which mm-hmm. was just bad. I, I don't think it will because South Carolina can always – throw caution to the wind and just play their freshman. That's not ideal. But if you're running into like a talent issue where you're overwhelmed, uh, you know, it's like, like again, God, I've quoted Spurrier so much today, but he's like, I'm just going to put that big guy out there and let him get in the way. <laughs> and and you're, you're really not going to – you're really not going to have to um, – you're not going to have to give Spencer that much time. You're going to give him time, not that much time. So I'll, I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. J.C. Sherbert of the Big Spur. J.C., this will be the last time we speak on these airwaves until game week. Because, of course, we'll be out of town. Of course, we'll talk to you Thursday on Inside the Gamecocks. But out of town next week, the next time we speak here on these airwaves, it will be game week. So excited to finally start talking about an actual game on the field. It'll be Tuesday of Carolina and UNC. You see what I did there. Final thing, though, you you talk Steve Spurrier. I know you guys mentioned this a lot on your show today. Two things. The Alshon Jeffrey number retirement, which I think is well-deserved. And also, uh, I don't know if you saw, I quote tweeted this this morning, though. You guys were talking about Steve Spurrier. Has it been long enough to kind of heal the wounds, I guess, and honor him? I think absolutely 110%, JC, because my thing is this. 
Shane Beamer might get there, but for right now, Steve Spurrier is the greatest head coach in the history of University of South Carolina, and it's not yeah. even close. I think it's more than time to honor him. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't think you named the field after him because Florida's named the field after him, yeah. and his high school's named the field after him. Uh, you know, I, I, and his and his name is on the practice facility, uh, the indoor facility. So I, I, I think you do something for him though. I think a statue is fitting. Statue would be fine. I wouldn't have any problem. I'd like to see a statue of Steve Spurrier on one end, and a statue of the Man in Black on the other. On the other. And I'm not, unfortunately, the Will Muschamp Man in Black thing didn't didn't happen. So there's two Men in Black, but only one with a that would light up a Marlboro after he lost and go to shake Vince Dooley's hand. Mm-hmm. Or the, the trucker hat, you know. Uh, I'd like to see that, you know. Um, and as far as coaches go around here, because, you know, Spurrier, although he did resign with a two and four record in the middle of the season, he, uh, there's been very few that have gone out on their own terms from this job. And he won 86 games. People said he couldn't, I oh, can't do it. Uh, Could have won a lot more. They were that close. And it showed you the potential the program had. Nobody's ever done that before, particularly in the SEC era where, you know, you're, you're playing, I mean, it's big boy football. So uh, I'd, I'd like to see something. I think a statue would be fine. And I don't know, you know, Spurrier came, Beamer got what the Steve Spurrier first year head coach award mm-hmm. back in after 21, he came to a basketball game and gave him the award. He's like, I shoot you Gamecocks. Gosh. So um, he's around. And uh, I, I, I think, it, I, I think now as we're starting to see Alshon honored and Clowney honored and all these people, it is, it's a, a enough time has passed from that era. It's about ten years now, to where yeah, it's time to start really like you know honoring those guys because you know they were very significant and and I think they have laid a lot of groundwork uh, for Shane Beamer, uh, you know, uh, really for Will Muschamp too, but for Shane Beamer to kind of you know uh, people people don't have to sit there and say oh last time South Carolina was. You know, good. There was a war being fought in Europe or something. You know, it, it wasn't that long ago. So I, I think that's uh, that's the point. Well said, JC Sherbert of the Big Spur. JC, appreciate you taking the time. Looking forward to joining you guys later this week on Inside the Gamecocks, and excited to get to game week for week zero as Vandy takes on Hawaii. Not this weekend, but next weekend in Nashville. College football's back, my friend. I appreciate you. We'll talk later this week. See you soon. Thanks, Chris. JC, appreciate it. the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you 
with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.